Welcome back to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. As a church, we believe that you're made for this, and God has a plan for your life. Here's this week's message. So I'm going to share a message entitled, uh, The Wealth is in the Health. Touch it. No, don't touch your neighbor. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, you're awesome. You're amazing. And Holy Spirit, you're so good. You're so good. I love you so much. You're my best friend. You're the the spirit of truth. You lead us and guide us in all truth. You're our helper. You're our comforter. You're everything. You are Jesus's replacement. And so we thank you. We look to you this day. Lead and guide this message. Take this vessel. Take this mouth. Just direct my words. May your truth with grace come forth to transform our lives this day. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. So uh, most of y'all know I just had my third child, Valentina Hope. She's amazing. Uh, having three kids is no joke. Like, it's, uh, I could turn this into a therapy session, but I won't. I won't. Uh, but I've been thinking a lot here lately, and kids will make you think, right? And so uh, there's literally times where I'll, I'll tell my wife, I'm like, babe, you realize we got three kids? Like, how did we get here? How did this happen? Like, I mean, I know how it happened, but but like, it just seemed like yesterday we got married and now we have three amazing kids that like Pastor Christina said, it's no joke, but uh, that's not even my message. I'm getting sidetracked. I'm sorry, but um, this message is actually from a word that Pastor Julian gave me when me and my wife first started internship way, way back. Um, And let me give you a little backdrop. So me and my wife started internship. We were probably married just over a year. And in this time, I like to call it the broke, busted, and disgusted phase of our life. Because we were financially broke. I was physically busted No, no, literally physically busted because I had just broken my ankle three months earlier. And funny story, uh, we were, we drove out to Oklahoma where my parents live and it's like a 20 something hour drive, right? And the first day we're there, we're in Oklahoma. So you do what people do in Oklahoma. We ride in a four wheeler. And so... My wife, she grew up riding quads and, and stuff. And, and if you just know my wife, shout out to my wife. Love you, baby. Um, man, no claps for that. Whoa. You guys are hard. Man. Holy Spirit, help me. No, I'm just playing. Hey, I have fun when I'm preaching, so I really don't care whether you clap or not, really. Uh, but so... My wife, she's on this thing and she's fearless. If you know my wife, she's just kind of a fearless person. And my dad said something. He was like, man, you're, you're just like fearless on that thing. And then I said, my famous last words, babe, let me show you how it's done. 
So minutes later and a broken ankle later, I would eat those words. And I wouldn't just eat those words, but I would literally be eating up everything for the next three months. So I was busted, physically busted, and I was disgusted. I was disgusted with myself. I was disgusted with my life. I was disgusted with my wife and pretty much most people at that stage in my life. So we start internship and Pastor Julian calls me up. He's like, hey man, been praying for you. And I feel like God's giving me a word. And he said, the word is the wealth is in the health. And I heard that word. I said, oh yeah, I'm about to get jacked again and I'm about to get rich. I didn't say that. I didn't say that, but I was thinking that. And the Holy Spirit knew, so the Holy Spirit actually led him to explain the word. He said, man, I mean like healthy marriage and healthy relationships. And I'm thinking in my head, no, no, man. No, no, no. Get it right. Six pack, seven figures. Six pack, seven stacks. That's what I'm claiming. And so, because at this time, I thought... The reason that I was disgusted was because I was broke and busted. But I didn't realize it was the exact opposite, which brings me to my first scripture, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. Turn with me if you have your Bibles or just look at the screen because it'll be up there. Popular scripture, let me take a drink. When I get nervous, I drink a lot. So if I'm... If I drink this whole bottle, it's y'all's fault. Y'all ain't laughing at my jokes. No, I'm just playing. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Touch your neighbor, say all things. And be in health just as your soul prospers. So in this time, I thought I was disgusted because I was broke and busted, but the reality was I was broke and busted because I was disgusted. And I wanted, the two things that I wanted were success and health. And it was those two things that were so far away from me. But I didn't realize that God had to bring me to a place of repentance I love this word repentance. If we have a four child, I'm going to name him or her repentance. <laughs> Just the middle name. Not, you know, my, my, my first daughter's uh, Carissa Grace. I love, I love strong middle names. My first daughter's Carissa Grace. My, my, my son is Justin Truth. And then Valentina Hope. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Julio Repentance. So, I'm so off track. So the phrase here, right, uh, just as, this phrase in the Greek is kathos, which means compared to, to the same degree, to the same extent. So what John is saying here is that I want you to prosper and be in health to the same degree to the same extent and compared to the prospering of your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So repentance is the changing and the renewing of your mind after being with. 
after being with. So it's the spirit of truth, revealing truth in his presence that doesn't just change what you think, it changes the way you think. That means it changes the way that you process future information. And I needed some repentance because the first point that I want to make is church health. Because when it came to church health, remember the health is in the wealth. I needed some repentance about church because if I can be open and honest, I don't know why that, I don't know why you even question that. If I can be, uh, of course I'll be open and honest. I'm not even waiting for your response. Like, why do we do that? I, I know I'm just picking on a lot of things that pastors do. So, uh, but in this time, community was a trigger word for me. Connection, I didn't want to hear about connect. So that time that we just had up there, like I literally go and see, you know, talk to somebody that I've never met before. That time, I would have literally been like, don't come to me. Don't, don't come over here. I don't, I'm literally putting out the vibes like, don't, don't, don't come to me. Don't come to me. Because at that time, I was like, hold on, community? Man, I'm talking about church. And church to me was about the three Ps. Praise, preaching, and prayer. Anything above that, I'm good. I'm out. So I would literally come down and worship at the front. I would take notes during preaching. I would connect with God. But hey, talking to anyone else, man, I'm out. And so God needed to change the way that I saw church. God needed to change the way that I saw community. Because in that time, it was all about information revelation, intimacy with God, but these people, eh, I'm good. Like I wanted to be known by God, but not known by people. I wanted to be, let me say that again. I wanted to be known by God, but not known by people. And if I wanted people to know me, I wanted them to know what I knew, not me. And so God had to bring a repentance which brings me to the next stage, the next point, church hope. When you first come, to, how many of y'all have been at Oasis for less than a year? Raise your hand. Come on. A lot of people, right? So you're most likely in this stage and we all are in this phase of church life at one time or another, right? And this is the stage where like, man, this church is amazing. Like, it sounds like this. Man, this church is amazing. Oh, I just love our worship. Our worship's so anointed. The presence of God is just so here. It's like, when I come here, like, man, I, I cry or I don't. You know, I just, it's, man, this church is amazing. Pastor Julian is amazing. He's so anointed. His messages always speak to me. Like, they're just exactly what I need to hear. These people are absolutely awesome. The people here at Oasis, man, they're just so loving. They're so caring. This is the church hope stage. And now I'm going to go kind of quickly because I don't want to preach long because Hillary is coming and she's tripping and hey, I'm not from Florida, right? I'm from Oklahoma where we got tornadoes. You can see those things. Like you don't know what's coming with a hurricane. You know, I'm just, I'm just being real, right? 
Y'all smart people at home? Hey, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, hey, I gave them a hard time at the 9 a.m., so I have to, like, turn it around. So <laughs> we're in the church hope stage. And then the next stage that could possibly come, and it came for me, was the church hiding stage. Church hiding. Stay on the outside, right? Because I just want all the good stuff. So let me just stay on the outside. Let me get all the good stuff. Let me get the worship, the presence, the preaching. And hey, let me stay on the outside so I don't get all that drama. Save the drama for your mama because I'm not trying to hear it. That used to be my motto. So that's why after the three P's, preach it, like praise, preaching, and prayer, I'm out. Like I literally was like, hey, if you had to order, make an order, it'd be like the church deluxe. Give me the anointed presence, anointed praise, anointed preaching, hold the community. I'm good. I, I, I don't need, it's like some people with pickles, I, hold the pickles. And so, you know, I came across this, uh, this comment on a worship uh, song just, just the other day, and it really struck me. So I'm, I'm going to read it to you. It says, to all of us fighting silent battles, cry face emoji. He is enough. Hands raised emoji. Let, let this sink in. I'll read it again. To all of us fighting silent battles, cry face emoji. He's enough. Hands raised emoji. This sounds good, but it's so unbiblical. It's just not true. If you are fighting a silent battle, you're fighting wrong. If you are fighting a silent battle, and I know, ooh, I know this is hitting right. Sometimes when you get too many amens, like you realize, ah, that, that, that's actually, that's, you know, that didn't hit. When you get no amens, it's like, oh yeah, this is, this is so I'm going to go in here, right? If you're fighting a silent battle, you're fighting wrong. And that's why the devil keeps whooping you upside your head. We were never meant to fight in silence. We're never meant to suffer in silence. We're never meant to do this walk alone. And that's where I was at. And that's why I was broke, busted, and disgusted. And I know, and you don't have to raise your hands, but some of y'all can identify. And I'm here to tell you, there's hope. And there's a way out. But who is not going to be easy, but it's worth it. So which brings me to uh, one of my favorite scriptural passages. 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you the, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, 
He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen to the reading of God's word. I know that's tight, but it's right. (laughs) And I know what I'm talking about because I've been there. I've lived there. So right here, there's so much here in this, this passage. Like I could literally preach a whole message on this passage, but we got to go. Hillary's coming. Touch your neighbor. Say, we got to go. Because Hillary's coming. And she be tripping. In Jesus' name, she ain't even going to do that much. So, but let me just bring out some stuff here. It says, God is light and in him there is no darkness. Let me get some help, right? Can you guys help me out? What is darkness good for? Hiding. Ooh, darkness is good for hiding. So it's saying God is light and in him there's no hiding. There's no reason to hide. So if we say we have fellowship with him. So this word fellowship, I love it. It's, it's in the Greek, it's koinonia. And this word is a partnership, right? So let me just break it to you. I know we use it a lot. I even use it a lot. Community is not in the Bible. Fellowship is. So fellowship is a partnership, right? And if we're not careful, we'll be in community, but not in partnership. Let me give you an example. So community, we just hanging out, right? We just hanging out. We having a good time. Fellowship, fellowship is no, no, no. We are partnering one with another. Partnering for what? The advancement of God's kingdom first in you and then through you. And that is done in partnership. And I was at this place where I had no problem partnering with God, but partnering with people. No, no, no. Because I thought, remember, I thought it was just about what I knew. And I wanted to be known for what I knew, but I didn't want you to know the real me. Because I had a me in the light, and then I had a me in the dark. Anybody identify? And the reality is that when we're walking with him, remember, in him is light and there's no darkness. So when we're walking with him, the darkness in private and the light in public starts to actually become one in the same. So we're partnering one with another to bring the kingdom of God first to us, then through us. This can't be done alone. This can't be done by yourself. This cannot be done in your prayer closet. Have a prayer closet, but you better come out into the public and be open and be honest and be in a a community where you can be known. Our heart here at Oasis is that first you'd be seen, that you would be known, and that you would be loved. And if we're not careful, you'll do what I do. Hey, see me from afar. Love me from afar. But I don't, I don't want you to know me. I don't want you to know what's going on in my heart. 
And so, which brings me to, oh man, I missed a whole. Lord Jesus. I didn't even talk to y'all about health. That's all right. Holy Spirit, work it. It's like gumbo. It's in there. Church health. So I looked up the word health, and this is so good. I'm glad it's here in this this, uh, part of the message. Health is a state of complete physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. And so what I was fine with, physical, yes, remember? Mental, eh, hey, I'm good. I just need the word of God, right? Social, man, I don't need these people. Emotional, man, who talks about their emotions? Spiritual well-being, yes, I'm a child of God. And I didn't realize I was so unhealthy because there's no such thing as health in isolation. Can I say that again? There's no such thing as health in isolation. So we stay on the outside. We don't want to be known. I get it. I've been there. And the reason we don't want to be known is because church hurt is real. Can I say that? Church hurt is real, right? This phrase is so used. Man, how many of y'all heard the word church hurt in the last month? If you've been coming to Oasis, you've heard it because one of our guys preached on it. But let me, let me show you something, right? I, I, need your, I need your partnership. Y'all partner with me, right? So if you've ever been church, hurt by someone in the church ever in your life, be bold. Raise your hand. Everybody, most everybody's raising their hand. Everybody else is lying. That's okay. <laughs> the reality, most of us, right? Okay. All my married people, where you at? Where you at? All right. Married people, raise your hands. Raise them high. Be proud. Be proud. Oh. <laughs> Wives, if you're looking at your husband and he just did this. Okay, okay. Raise them high. Raise them high. All right. Everybody else, look around. Look around at all our married people. If you have ever not, if you've never been hurt by your spouse, put your hand down. A no, a no hand in the house going down. I want y'all to catch that. All right. Put your hand down. Now, all my single people, where you at? Make some noise. Now, all my single people, raise your hands. If you want to get married, keep your hands up. Now, y'all look around. That's your options. (laughs) So, keep your hands up, right? Huh. You guys just heard when you get married, you're going to get hurt and you still want to get married. Why is that? Give it up. Give it up. Because the value of marriage is greater than hurt. It's the same way for community. 
Can I say that again? It's the same way for community. Because just like in a marriage, you know you're going to get hurt. In community, you're going to get hurt. Matter of fact, I say it like this. If you, how many of y'all feel like this is your church? The Oasis is your church. This is your home. You're riding for Oasis, for Jesus and for Oasis. Don't put Oasis before Jesus. But this is, this is your church. Well, guess what? That may be so, but this ain't your church until you've been hurt or been offended and gotten over it. That's the membership class. We ain't talking about start here. That's the real unspoken. You know, I like the secret menus that like, like, like <laughs> in and out. That's the secret membership class of every church. It's not your church until you've been offended. Pastor Julian is not your pastor until you have disagreed with him. Ooh, can I say that again? I feel the Holy Ghost on this. He's not your pastor until he says something you don't like and you had to forgive and get over it. Because, hey, and I, and I know I'm, being, I'm having some fun and um, in Jesus' name, I'm not going over on this message. But the reality is, guys, church hurt is real. But so is church healing. It's just not common. And I realize that you got some real hurts. But I'm here to tell you. I've been commissioned to tell you. There's some real healing. And you got to get healed. So, which brings me to my next point. Church hopping versus church healing. Yeah, I know. I know. I had the same response in nine in the nine o'clock service. Church hop and now, hey, I'm not throwing shade if you've been hurt at a church and now you're here at Oasis, right? I'm not throwing shade. I just want you healed, because the reality is, you're gonna get hurt. If you're in relationship with me, I'm gonna hurt you, not on purpose. But the reality is, I'm human. I'm more human probably than most all of y'all. Ask my wife. <laughs> but the reality, hey, if you don't get healed, then you get that, that baggage is still there. Oh, have you ever carried some baggage into relationships? So if you didn't get healed from the hurts of your past church, that baggage is still there and you will interpret what people do through the baggage. They, they looked at me like that. And then your mind is going to work with what you've actually experienced before in the past. And you're interpreting what they say. That, that's not even what I meant. I didn't even do anything to you. But usually when the situation and the reaction don't match, that's because it's from a past pain. Can I say that again? When the reaction doesn't match the situation, that's when you know it's from the baggage and the pain that was created in your past. And you need to get healed. So church hopping versus church healing. You're going to get hurt. I'm sorry. This is life. We all got humanity. But you have a choice then. Church hop, trying to find a place that they're not going to hurt you. Good luck with that. You'll be staying at a church for two, three years is about the sweet spot. Then something's going to happen. 
Ah, I guess I got to go this one. Mm, two or three years. That's about the sweet spot. Am I reading somebody's mail? It's okay. God has healing for you. Healing. What was that? <laughs> healing is from forgiveness. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 32. And be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as, notice that, even as God in Christ forgave you. Guess what that even as is? In the Greek, it's the same phrase that was back in 3 John. It means according to, it's kathos. It means compared to, to the same degree, to the same extent. So forgive one another according to, compared to, to the same degree God has forgiven you. Because, man, I need some, I need some claps right there. <clears throat> this is how I know I'm on something. Woo! You may not like me right now, but you're going to learn to love me. Because if you'll listen, your whole life will change. Because you've been getting hurt your whole life. And you've been blaming other people. The reality is we're all to blame. That's why Jesus had to come. Because the forgiveness that he gave us, you have to extend it. You can't be like, oh, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, pastor. You don't know what they did to me. No, 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 no. Jesus forgave you. Oh, but if you only really, no, 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 no. Jesus forgave you. That is, the, that is how you experience healing. Because the real issue is not the issue. The real issue is the offense. The real issue is the unforgiveness. But we don't like to do what brings healing. We like to do what brings comfort. Can I say that again? We don't like to do what brings healing. We like to do what brings comfort. It's like, have you ever hurt yourself? And like, let's say you hurt your back. And then you reach for that, like, that heat pad instead of the ice, right? So I was a trainer. I went to, I went to school for that uh, exercise science. Uh, so when you get hurt, you don't go for heat right away. But this is what we like, because if you put the heat on, it's going to make you feel comfortable in the moment. It's kind of like when you get hurt, going to those people who can identify with your offense and they're going to make you feel justified in the offense. Ooh, it's tight, but it's right. I know. I've been there, though. That's why I can say it, because I've been there. And they make you feel good in the moment. But guess what doesn't go away? That offense and that pain in the wound doesn't get healed and the pain don't go away. It just makes you feel good in the moment. But when you get hurt, it's called the rice principle. Rest, ice, compression, elevation. You know, you was coming to a health class, huh? The ice, why does ice work so well? My brother Oscar just hurt his back. Talked to him. I said, hey, man, start icing it. Told me this morning, hey, man, that ice has been working. It's like, it works. You know why? Because the problem is inflammation. Inflammation goes away when you put the ice on it, but it don't feel good in the moment but it brings healing in the future. It doesn't feel good in the moment, but it brings healing in the future. 
In Jesus' name. I'm right on time. This is the end of our, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm going over. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, really. <laughs> so community, fellowship, partnership, right? Healing. Forgiveness brings the healing. There's another aspect. It's in first Peter verse four, uh, uh, chapter four, verse eight. And above all things, say all things, have fervent love one for another. Why? For love covers a multitude of sins. See, you're waiting to find people who have no sin so you can't get offended. But when you're offended by someone's sin, it's not the proof that they need to change. It's actually the proof you lack the love to cover that sin. Can I say that again? When you're offended by someone's sin, it's not the proof that they need to change. We all need to change. This is just a given, right? You're not, you're not a genius. You're not, you're not a prophet, right? Ooh, I could go into, so, ooh, discerning. Discer Guess what? You can't discern no one's heart. Can I say that? I'm talking to somebody, maybe one person. Stop thinking you can discern someone's heart. That's why you keep judging people. Because you, you got discernment. Hey, man, I got discernment too. And the Lord had to show me this. Son, I'm not showing you their heart if it keeps you from loving them. Ooh, I'm going to throw this notebook. I'm not going to show you their heart if it keeps you from loving them. Because love covers a multitude of sins. And so it's not the proof that they need to change. It's just the proof that you lack the love to cover. And the answer is love to cover. Biblical prescription for health and community and healing is this. Love to cover each other's humanity and forgiveness to heal the hurt caused by that humanity. Not their perfection, but Christ's perfection. This brings true biblical hope that doesn't disappoint. Romans 5, 5, and I'll end with this. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of, the, of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. God is calling you out. God is calling you out of the darkness and into the light. He's calling you to risk it again. Risk getting hurt again because actually the problem wasn't you got hurt. The problem was you never got healed. Ooh. Let me say that again. The problem wasn't that you got hurt. The problem was you were never healed. You know what community does for you? What partnership does for you? It's practice. It's practicing the grace of God. It's practicing the mercy of God. It's practicing the love of God. Because you could be all spiritual by yourself in your prayer closet, but you don't know how much Jesus you got until you start getting around people and they start demonstrating humanity. You think you got a lot of Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. 
That's why he's called you to walk in the light. So God's calling you out. God's calling you out because guess what? It's time to be healed. It's time to be healed. And it's time to be strengthened in these things. So when you get strengthened in love, when you get strengthened in forgiveness, when you get strengthened in mercy, it actually prevents you from being easily hurt again. See, sometimes people, I know this because I was a trainer, like when I would give people an assessment, they'd be like, oh, I got a bad back. I don't want to do nothing with my back. And as a trainer, I'd be like, actually, we do. The reason you got a bad back is because you got a weak back. Now, you have some wounds, and we have to be aware of that. And some of y'all are saying the same thing. I, I mean, eh, I got a bad this. I got a bad that. I don't want to get in the community because it's just, it, it, it's going to hurt too much. No, but actually, that's what you need is community. So you can start strengthening these things so that you don't get hurt easily again. Because the problem is we get hurt too easily. Now, there's some real things that's going to cause hurt. But sometimes, man, if we're honest, man, we just, we ain't strong enough in forgiveness. We haven't practiced forgiveness enough. We haven't practiced, we, our mercy muscle is atrophied, right? Let me pray. I'm going to pray and then we're, we're going to actually close out the service because like I said, we want, you to, we want you to get home. We want you to be safe. Uh, but if you, if, if while I'm preaching, there's things coming up in your heart, there's things that people have done, can you be humble enough and just raise your hand? I'm not going to think of a, a real like kind of cool way to say it and trick you into raising your hands. So that's just real. Thank you. Thank you. God's bringing healing. He's bringing healing. And I want to encourage you with this. Healing is a choice based upon the word of God and has nothing to do with your feel. I mean, forgiveness is a choice based upon the word of God. It has nothing to do with your feelings. So you believe the lie because you feel the feeling you haven't, you can't forgive. That's a lie. Feeling is the proof you have a wound that needs to be healed. Forgiveness is the path in the ointment that brings the healing. Well, what do I do when these feelings come? I'm glad you asked. You know that white line when you're, when you're driving on the highway? It's actually called the, uh, the fog line, I think it is. Somebody told me after last service. And when you're in crazy weather, like say when you're driving home and it's raining hard and you can't see, you're supposed to actually look down at that line to make sure you're on a straight path, Right? So the rain, the fog, these things that keep it hard for you to see, that's the rep, that represents the, the hurt, the pain, those feelings that are so right in your face. And when that happens, you actually look down at the line and that line represents Jesus and what he did for you and the forgiveness that he extended to you. So when those things happen, and you can't see through the pain. Look down at the line. Look down at what Jesus has done for you and remember that he's forgiven you of all. And you keep standing on your decision to forgive. I forgive them. Speak it out with the words of your mouth. I forgive them. I release them. I forgive them. I release them. And then when you get healed, then you'll just notice and it happens. It's kind of like, wow, 
I don't really think about that anymore. And I actually don't really feel a certain way when I see that person. That is proof you've been healed. But forgiveness is the path and love is required. Let me pray for you and we'll close out. Father, you're awesome. You're absolutely amazing. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that you paid the price that none of us could pay, that we all deserve hell and death. But you paid the price on the cross and took our sin. You took our sin. You made us righteous. You brought us back into fellowship. You, you made us partakers of your very spirit. You, you, you made us qualified so that your very spirit could live on the inside of us. You made us as if we had never sinned. We are completely righteous in Christ. And because you've done all of this to us in light of all of this, that gives us the grace to forgive. That it gives us the grace to release. And we thank you for that, Lord. And we receive it right now. So I just pray for all those who've raised their hand. And if you've never, if you've never given your life to the Lord, this is the time. All you got to do is say yes. 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 And Father, we thank you for for these two groups of people, Lord. Holy Spirit, lead them and guide them. From this point on, you're leading them to health. You're leading them to honesty. You're leading them to forgiveness. And you're leading them to healing. And we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share with a friend. To join us on the journey of being present, connected, and generous, visit oasisla.org slash connect. We love you so much and we'll see you soon.